Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And today we are looking at New York Giants wide receiver Jalen Hyde out of Tennessee. Was the 73rd pick in the third round. The Giants traded uh, up 16 spots with their fourth round pick to go up and get Jalen Hyde. They would have been willing to take him in the second round if John Michael Smith was not there. Six foot, 176 pounds. Justin, this guy is fast and he changes what the Giants can do on offense. Yes, 100%. Uh, I think the, the main priority of the Giants this year, I think from coaching staff to management, they understand that they need to become more explosive this year. And man, uh, does Jalen Hyatt kind of kind of provide that? Um, you know, one of the things that I said about Jalen Hyatt, you know, coming into coming into this year and after we drafted him, you know, the more that you talk about Tennessee's offense not being real, well, well, if you call if you want to call Tennessee's offense a track meet, Jalen Hyatt was the track star in that offense. And man, I'm excited to see him even in year one. Uh, his role with the Giants and being an explosive play target. He had, in 12 games last year, over 1,200 uh, yards, 15 touchdowns, 19 yards per catch on a 75.2% catch rate. He won the wide receiver uh, of the year award for college football last year. Justin, to me, he's a slender wide receiver, but he got he did get most of his production by simply just running past defenses. Like, it's wild to see, and that speed translates to the NFL. Now it allows him to under un, uncover deep, whether it's you know on verticals or posts or whatever. It allows him whether it's on a crosser, those speed type routes. It allows him to uncover, but he does need to get used to not playing eight yards, ten yards off guys' coverage. Like he needs to get used to playing press man coverage. He needs to know how to you know get open in the quick game through route running and sell. So there's there is a lot that needs to be added to this game, but I do see a a very important role for him in year one though too yeah for sure um there's certainly areas of Jalen Hyatt's game that you got to highlight to say that can get better but also what he did at Tennessee was crazy considering you knew what that offense was trying to accomplish you know that when Jalen Hyatt is going to be throwing the ball you know odds are it's going to be deep down the field and I feel like the whole point of corners playing off coverage Bobby is just to not allow the wide receivers to get behind you. That's the that's pretty much the point, right? When you play off coverage, yet he would just blow by guys all the time, like you said. A 75% catch rate with an average depth of target of 14 is crazy and averaging 7.3 yards after the catch per reception. Those numbers, those numbers are so crazy that it's like, it's like not real life for Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, so now let's talk about the the offense he played in. Like, it's wide splits, it's a limited route tree, and it's free releases. And those are the things that I think are going to give him issues playing in the NFL to start, right? Like, I think when he's dealing with physicality, he doesn't separate great. Now, his saving grace in that is that he does have great hands and he catches the ball away from his body, which I think is going to... I think is going to help him get playing time in the meantime, Justin, because he's not this just deep, threat body catcher right who can't run routes like he's working on his route running and there's a, enough speed and ability there to get some separation but also like he'll catch the ball in tough uh tough spots and i think that's going to help him get by while he improves as a route runner 
but getting deep, like it's not simply just the speed. Like he knows how to, hey, I'm going to open up this kip, this DB's hips and subtly just break off of it. And it also allows him to get in a chunk plays in the intermediate game, whether it's through a post or a dig or a corner route. You know, one of his best routes is a curl route. And it's not necessarily just a true curl, but it's an option route where it's like, hey, if they're playing off and then you realize you're not getting past this guy, turn it into a curl route. We saw the Giants even do that a little bit in training camp with him. But that's if if there was a route that he got more production on after the, the go ball, it is on those curl routes. So there is some stuff in his route running that is good now, but it's just yeah, there's there's physicality that needs to be added, right? Yeah. Like when there's when he's dealing with press, it's not necessarily like he can't get off the line of scrimmage. It's he has a hard time getting disconnected, like before getting to the stem of the route on a dig route or an in or a slant or or routes like that. It's it's that it's it's kind of letting that guy stay in a trail position in your hip, and then if you're on the inside of him, well, he knows you're gonna have to break inside. If you're on the outside, you so kind of telegraphing it in that way that's where i think jalen Hyatt really needs to improve is on that quick game type of stuff because if you can get him to be a solid quick game route runner the sky is the limit for high sky is the limit for sure for sure you know but tennessee's offense didn't you know didn't do a ton of that and that is like the the critique we know how light he is we've seen it in camp like you know he he is really light and i feel like especially hey you you become victim to now wearing a number in the 80s where it's like, you know, you maybe you look a little bigger if you wear a number in the 80s versus in college, you wore number 11, um, where like he he is pretty thin and he is pretty small. So him yeah, dealing with press. Yeah, he can get moved around a bit. Him dealing with press and him dealing with some physical corners like year one in the NFL, that's something to like definitely keep an eye on. But, you know, what he did best is, you know, again, another stat about him catching the ball deep down the field, 58.3% success rate on targets, 20 plus yards. Last year, that's ranked number one in the NFBS in 2022. Um, you know, you mentioned how he, you know, I, I even have a note of angling vertical routes well to, that, to, help, to help you blow past off coverage. Yeah. You know, his role this year for the Giants, I know you just talked about it, but crossers go routes drags number two option to kind of stretch the field the guy with yak potential and then even him i'm glad to hear like you saying that him running those curl routes really well because that is something that the giants did run especially on third down like deep curls them running deep curls on third down like think back to like richie james against washington on like that on like that big fourth down that was i feel like that was a curl route and uh, if jalen hyatt can kind of serve that be versatile in how he catches the ball maybe a little bit more than we're giving him credit for this year i consider that to be a win of a rookie year yeah and those options like that's something if i was daniel jones that's what i would be working on with jalen Hyatt. is like let's 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 talk through and those option curl routes because it's like hey you have the speed to where i want to throw you the ball but i'm not going to throw you the ball deep when you're stopping and i'm not going to throw your ball as a curl when you're actually going to go deep and it's like let's make sure we get on the same page with that stuff because that's something that could be deadly on third down for the giants or it's like if they're playing off and you're able to get those hips open the curl route is like one of the best like third and long plays to run i know because of jason garrett like the the, the word yeah, curl route shocked. makes you makes you cringe but it does have a lot of use in the game of football especially when you have the personnel of guys like Jalen Hyatt but yeah I do see him having like a, a limited but important role year one because there's just a lot of stuff that needs to be like with the physicality I think he gears down too much to make sharp breaks but he does have good bursts out of them but there's just too much slowdown that lets guys get back into the catch space and there's like there's routes where it's just they're very rounded and they'll float into the coverage at times so um but that speed, 
those hands are going to allow him to be a threat on this team. Yep. I don't know exactly. I can't. I can't give you a full over under on numbers. You know, we put it at four hundred for our over unders episode, but I do think it's going to be right around that number. Yeah. Gabe Davis's name was said a few times by Brian Dable and Joe Shane after they drafted Hyatt during like those post draft pressers. Um, obviously, there's a coaching connection there. But do you feel like there's a player similarity too? And can that kind of be like a projection for Jalen Hyatt a bit? Or is that a stretch? Well, I think there's a difference. Like Gabe Davis had a different role than Jalen Hyatt in that Tennessee, you know, uh, Josh Heupel offense that they ran. You know, obviously he came over from UCF to go to Tennessee. But yes, as far as like the deep threat that Gabe Davis is. And Gabe Davis has like a lot of imp- like flaws to his game too, but he's very effective within that offense. So yes, I, I do see some of that. He's not the big-bodied guy that Gabe Davis is going to be, but those post routes, like the Mills concept, you know, like there's there's going to be plays that the Giants really didn't have in their playbook that I think will be with the addition of Jalen Hyatt. Love it. Even with I- even if protection isn't great, that I think that will be there. I have a question for you. Do you remember what team did I say when we were doing our pre-draft work on Jalen Hyatt? We talked about him on our wide receiver draft preview pod. What team did I say that I wanted to see Jalen Hyatt go to? Do you remember this? The Chiefs? The Chiefs. And it's because I wanted to see Mahomes' arm with Hyatt's legs. And I just wanted to see kind of Andy Reid get his hands on him and just like, hey, I don't know if you're going to be good in the NFL, but let's just see if if you're going to work and you're going to be effective in a certain role. Kansas City is at least going to make you effective in a way that you can be effective. And lo and behold, Mike Kafka, you know, you know, formerly with the Chiefs and Giants need speed. Giants need explosivity. Um, and we got him. We got Jalen. That's Hyde. a bad omen because all Giants receivers turn the Chiefs receivers. Kadarius Tony, Richie James, John oh, Ross, this is all true. fast Giants receivers turn into Chiefs receivers eventually. All right, Justin, why don't you talk to us about Manscaped before we get to our next rookie we're going to talk wow. about? Wasn't even ready to talk about Manscaped, but Manscaped is always ready, and they always got me covered with the Platinum Package 4.0. Also, shout out to Manscaped. Shout out to Manscaped because they just sent us a new product, the Handyman Compact Face Shaver. I'm really excited for this. I've gone all my life. I don't really grow a lot of facial hair, but I've literally gone all my life. I've never had an electric razor before, so now I've just like, I literally just shave like every every couple days, but now it's just I can just zzzz with the electric razor because the Handyman Manscaped provided it to me, so thank you to Manscaped. And if you go to manscaped.com and at checkout, you can get 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code GIANTS. That's... 20% off and free shipping with code Giants at manscaped.com. When you use the code Giants, use the Platinum Package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. Thank you to Manscaped. Bobby Skinner, you'll be glad you did. You will be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Next on this list, this was a late add to the player profile series because we didn't expect to have him on. He replaces a different corner, and this corner is Trey Hawkins. A six-round pick, cornerback out of Old Dominion. Six foot two, 188 pounds, 32 and an eighth inch arms. 
and ran a 4440, a 37th and a half inch vertical jump. Justin, this guy is an NFL athlete, right? And I went back and I looked at my draft notes uh, after we drafted him, and one of the bullet points I had was he is what people said Corey Trice uh, was. He that's who that's who Trey Hawkins is. Where it's like there's some things that need to be refined, but he has all the speed and athleticism to play in the game and the ability to move and change direction. And one of the other notes is like I don't know if this guy is going to be good, but he sure as hell is fun. Well, he's been damn near the freaking player of Giants. Like there's been no player that's raised their stock from Giants training camp than Trey Hawkins. He's a big, long, yoked up athlete who can move around well. He's got good speed that allows him to carry the uh, vertical with anybody change of directions very quickly with smooth hips eager to, like he's got all the stuff we're going to talk about some stuff that he needs to improve and we saw a little bit of that flash in the preseason and some training camp practice versus the Detroit Lions but for a six-round pick this dude has every ability to be a really good corner in the NFL where there's six-round pick like most six-round corners you can make an argument for them to like hey this is how he makes it on a roster as a depth piece most six-round corners cannot say what you can say about Trey Hawkins with his ability in the NFL. Yeah, I, I agree. I am dangerously optimistic on like the trajectory of Trey Hawkins' career, and it it does it, it doesn't even really have anything much to do with camp. It, it does because he's come out here with the first team, but everything that we've seen in camp has matched what we saw. At Old Dominion, Bobby, where you know he, he's he's young, he's athletic, he has long arms, he he's physical, he's fast. Trey Hawkins wants to eat you for breakfast and then take your lunch money too, like that. That's that's what he wants to do, and that's the competitive spirit that he's come out here and he's played with during camp, and it's been so fun. And you know, I I think it was you at one point a couple weeks ago, you know, just kind of flat out just said, you know, th- this is what good teams do. They find diamonds in the rough in, in in the sixth round. Like this is just because we're we're Giants fans and we shouldn't, you know, we have bad drafts and we shouldn't get excited about fifth, sixth round picks. If the guy's good and he's coming out here and he's playing good, he should play and we should get excited about him, right? Yeah, and I think it's you at least at least you have the type of athlete who can turn into that. I'm not going to sit here and guarantee Hawkins is going to turn into that because there's a lot of negatives. To, like, there's a reason he went to the sixth round. And it wasn't just because he went to Old Dominion. There is some negatives to the games that we'll go through. Um, but the speed, the size, and the physicality is just like a perfect fit for what this defense wants to do. And to me, I, I feel like he is really like smooth, like or, or really fast, like transitioning into like in phase with the guy, and yeah. I think he's even gotten better at that since Old Dominion and his time coming in the camp. Um, like he's physical and press, even though he didn't have a ton of reps at Old Dominion, but he gets hands on you and he transitions to in phase, and he's there with you whether you're working like if you like he's gonna for, he's gonna force you out to the sideline. He just limits what receivers can do a lot of the times. Now there is negatives to this game that we'll talk about, but it's just that speed, the size, the physicality. There's dominant reps. There's reps where he just flat out dominates the guy ahead of him and mugs them. And I think that's something worth working with. He sticks to receivers. That was the main thing from Old Dominion is that he he just he sticks to guys. There's a question of at the catch point, and that's part of the negatives that I know you're gonna talk about, but He's sticky to receivers. Like he looks, he sometimes can look a little stiff, but he's a good athlete. He sticks. He's a sticky corner, and that's like what you want out of your cornerbacks is you want them to cover well. And Trey Hawkins does that. Let's talk about the negatives with Trey Hawkins, though. 
his anticipation from off man is lacking. Even though he is like eager to get out of his back pedal and he's got good bursts out of it, it's just there's but needs to be better anticipation from off man coverage. Physical at this stem of the route too, but also can turn into grabbiness, right? Which at camp you're not really looking for penalties a ton, especially in one on ones and stuff. I will say his penalties did drop from six in 2021 to only one in 2022. But I would agree that just for being a physical corner, like him being grabby is a you know somewhat of a concern in the NFL level. Yeah. So he has good recovery speed, but a lot of times he's having to use it because there's times where he mistimes his punch, he's left lunging, and he's just behind on the play. And again, NFL wide receivers will make you pay for that type of stuff. And this is the one that is a little worrisome is there's just down the field, there's bad ball skills that lead to big plays where there's cover, there's good coverage by Trey Hawkins, but like receivers and this is playing against like coastal Carolina and shit. And he's giving up big plays against, you know, middle of the road college wide receivers, even though he's in good position, he just needs to be better. Like pl- making plays on the ball downfield. Yeah. That's the biggest concern. You know, make a play on the football interception, allowing contested catches for sure. And there was like even times at joint practices where we saw Amon Ross St. Brown where it's like, okay, some good coverage in Amon Ross St. Brown was able to go up and turn his body and make a play. We saw Paris Campbell have, have, have pretty good coverage on Paris Campbell, but DJ just puts it in the spot where Hawkins has got to be able to make a play on the football, and he, he hasn't so far. Justin, do you think he's going to start games? Do you think he's starting week one? Do I think he's start? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think so do I, which is crazy yeah. to go from go from a six round pick out of Old Dominion where it's like this guy needs time to grow, but he's got all the ability in the world, to a few days in the camp being like, man, this guy's like really excelling, but like it's a six round pick, to now where it's like I'd be surprised if he's not starting week one. Like he only gets first team reps and Giants practices. Yeah. Solely. He has not taken I think he's maybe taken one second team rep in the last you know, since the first few days of camp. And he's earned it at least in Giants camp. That's that's the, the flat out. And I know we we try not to talk too much about camp on on PPPs, but well, when it's I, a six round rookie corner, you kind of have to. It, he he's earned it. He's earned it in Giants camp. Now i I think he will. I think he will struggle. Rookie corners do struggle. And you know we you know we even talk about you know his his compadre and his partner on the other side of the field, Deontay Banks, as a first round pick, and how he was the the twenty fourth pick in the draft. 20, uh, ideally the 24th best player in the draft where he was drafted and we're talking about how he's going to struggle. Trey Hawkins is a day three, six round, six rounder. So, you know, he is inevitably, you just feel like he's going to struggle, but man, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm still waiting for like that play where I'm, you know, whether it's in camp or whether it's in preseason and in an actual game, I'm still waiting for that play to be like, ah, man, the hype train for Trey Hawkins may be starting to die down a little bit. That play hasn't come yet for me. Hasn't come yet. Yeah, I do. Now, here's the thing is, is all this excitement to start and stuff is, like you said, I I think the excitement might wear off. Because I don't know if he's ready. I don't think he's ready. I, I To be honest, I do not think he's ready to face outside wide receivers in the NFL consistently. And the plan for him was never to be ready, for, you know, to go do that week one, right? It was to be like, hey, this guy's a perfect special teams player because of his size and athleticism and his aggressiveness and let him develop as a backup. But now he's being put in a starter role, and I just hope that doesn't stunt growth. You know what I mean? Right. No, for sure. Because corners, they need confidence. And, I mean, if he, 
bottom line, if Trey Hawkins goes out there and he plays well, Trey Hawkins will be a confident football player and he'll be confident in his abilities. If Trey Hawkins struggles at the beginning and is playing like a six-round rookie that maybe needs some time to develop, then it will you know, may stunt his growth a little bit and he'll need to develop confidence. But But what do again, you do if you're the coaching staff if he does struggle like pretty like like really struggling? Do you And then that's then do that's you a put con- him on the bench? That's a conversation that kind of needs to be had between management and coaching about not there there is like a question of, and this is outside of a Trey Hawkins conversation. Are we starting Trey Hawkins and like putting like a Dory Jackson in the slot? because we don't like the other options that we have, or do we genuinely feel like this is just the best lineup that we have? I hope Trey Hawkins isn't a victim of the Giants not being able to find a slot corner. I agree. I, I hope so, too, because I, I... Listen, I want, I want to see him play, but I also don't want to, I don't want to rush him either. Right. Um, but I'm still waiting for that moment, and it may come soon. I'm still waiting for that moment to be like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a breath on Trey Hawkins because even with the catch, he said you know he had bad moments in the Lions preseason game, but even some of the catches that he's allowed still looks good and he's still right there. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's an episode. We will see you guys tomorrow with another player profile and projection. We appreciate you. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go big blue.